Welcome back, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me for another Bible study here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. We're going to have another wonderful time today in Jesus. I love the Lord, and I'm so grateful that you are here with me to help celebrate the wonderful name of Jesus. Well, as you know, we're in a part number three of the, I guess, mini-series entitled Hope in Desperate Time. We've been talking about Jairus and the woman with the issue of blood, and we've been talking about Jairus's daughter and the crowd, and just, just a lot of things are happening here. So we're going to continue in that same flow here in the book of Luke, the eighth chapter, uh, verse, uh, verses 40 through 56. But of co course, before we can get started, <laughs> I think we're going to have to pray. So let's go, ahead and have, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much in the mighty name of Jesus for this night. Lord, we thank you that even uh, in our weaknesses, your strength is made perfect. And Father, I pray tonight that you would speak to us by your spirit and that you would lead us in the truth, that you would lead us in your word so that we may grow thereby. Lord, we love you so very much and we depend upon you and we rely upon you and we love you and we thank you. Uh, thank you for my friend, Lord God, that, it, that is watching right now, your beloved. Lord, I ask that you would bless them and keep them always and help us have just a wonderful time in you tonight. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, before we get started, uh, if you're watching us by way of YouTube, go ahead and hit that like button. If you're watching us by way of Periscope, tap that screen, make those hearts go up. All these things encourage us. If you're listening to us by way of podcast, I'm waving to you now because, you know, you can't see me waving because it's, it's audio. It's, it's the podcast. So I'm waving at you guys. Hi, guys. If you're listening to us, or rather, uh, if you're watching us by way of Roku, hi, guys. We're so thankful for our Roku audience. So wherever you are all around the world, however you're listening or watching, know that we love you so very much. Now, don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can go to the contact page and leave us your prayer requests or comments. We would love to hear from you. And if the Spirit moves you and you would like to give, then that's a great thing, too. Uh, you can just hit the Give button at the top of the screen. Awesome! Amen. Well, let's go ahead and get into part number three of the message uh, hope in desperate times. So let's get into it. All right, let's go back now to Luke, the eighth chapter, Luke eight verses 40 through 56. I think the last time we were here, we stopped with the woman uh, who had just been healed of her, uh, of the issue, just been healed of the issue. So we're going to go back to her. But before we do that, let's go ahead and read back down to her. Okay. We're going to get back to that section just for context in case someone was not with us last time. So here we go, Luke the 8th chapter, verse number 40, and it says, And it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him, for, there, uh, for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had one only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she lay a dying. But as he went, the people thronged him. Verse 43. 
And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, verse 44, came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood stenched, or it stopped, or it stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee. I mean, we're shoulder to shoulder here. And pressed thee, and sayest thou, who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him, she declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. All right. This is where I believe we stopped on last time. So we're going to pick up from here and go further. So if you haven't heard part two, part one, go back and hear it and then come back to this point. Okay. All right. But if you have, then let's just mosey on from here. Okay. Verse 48 says, and she said unto rather, and he said unto her, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Now we're going to read that same verse out of the book of Mark, the fifth chapter, verse number 34. And it says, and he said unto her, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Behold of thy plague. Now, I want you to notice something here. I didn't really intend to bring this out today, but I think this is a good point. Uh, when Jesus says to her, go in peace, I believe he only says this to one other person in the Gospels, the phrase, go in peace. The other, uh, the other time that he used that phrase, go in peace, was actually to another woman who was also um, lying before him or before him. Uh, and that was when he went into a, a certain, I believe it was a scribe's house or Pharisee's house, someone, Simon the Pharisee, yeah, that had invited him over to eat. And Simon did not give him the common courtesy of, of uh, washing his feet or, or giving him a perfume uh, or some smell good, we would say, uh, for his travels. Uh, he, he didn't do any of that. He didn't give him a kiss. He didn't do any of that. But this woman that came in, she came in crying and, and she basically wanted forgiveness and the Lord forgave her. You know, she came in with a penitent heart. And after he told her, your sins are forgiven, he told her, go in peace. Or rather he said, go in peace, thy sins are forgiven. So he gives her the go in peace. And the same thing happens to this woman here with the issue of blood. He gives her the go in peace. So we're going to look at that just for a moment. Uh, at this uh, benediction, as it, at this closing blessing before we go any further, because this is awesome. Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> All right, so let's, let's, let's get into it. This is so wonderful. So the phrase, go in peace, literally interprets into go into peace or go towards peace. So the Lord's giving her a directive, go into peace, go toward peace. 
Now, the word peace uh, here means as well, it means rest, it means harmony, it means prosperity. Mm, somebody get, getting that, right? It means rest, harmony, it also means prosperity. So he's saying, go into rest, or go towards rest, or go into harmony, or go to or go um, go toward harmony, or go into prosperity, or go towards prosperity. Now, why is that a key thing to think about? Because remember, she had spent all that she had on doctors and didn't get any better, but grew worse. And so, what does Jesus tell her after she gets her healing? You know, so this woman was impoverished, and after she gets her healing, the Lord says. Go into prosperity now. <laughs> go into rest. Be at rest. Be at ease. You know, uh, go into harmony. But I, I love that part. Go into prosperity. Go and regain that that you lost. I love that. I love that. And even with the even with the other woman that uh, that washed Jesus's feet with her tears and and dried them with his with her hair that we talked about a moment ago, he gave her the same uh, benediction or the same blessing. Go into peace, go into rest, go into harmony, go into prosperity. Now, why is that important with her? Because remember, she brought in an expensive alabaster box of oil and she poured that on the Lord. She anointed his feet and his head with that expensive uh, bottle of perfume. Very expensive, very costly. So she invested into Jesus and Jesus told her, go into prosperity, go into peace, you know, go toward prosperity, go, go, go toward peace. Now that's wonderful. Meaning that she was about to reap from her investment. She was about to harvest from her investment. That is some awesome stuff. So not only is he saying, you know, go in peace, you know, you're, you're good to go, go in peace or you know, or, or, or you can rest now, or hey, be at one, be in harmony now. But he's telling them both, go into prosperity. You've got something, and I'm going to increase you because of this miracle, or through this miracle, because of your faith, I'm going to increase you. Both these women had faith, and he's saying to them, I'm going to increase you. Now, we know prosperity means a lot more than just money, it means basically that you can now go and multiply, that you can go and add, you know, not just um, talking about mathematics, but something will be added to your life. You can increase in your life. Prosperity, you can grow. Prosperity is, of course, it is financial, but it is uh, your physical health and well-being. It is social well-being. It is when you thrive, thrive and you increase in every area of your life. And so that's what Jesus is telling her, telling them in this uh, benedictory, in, in, this, in this blessing, go into peace, go into prosperity, go into harmony, go into rest. Hallelujah. And I believe he's saying the same thing to us tonight. Because of your faith, my friend, can I say the same words to you? Can I speak the Bible over your life? Can I prophesy? Go into peace, go into rest, Go into harmony because of your faith. 
I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, go into prosperity, be blessed, be multiplied. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Jesus said that I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly to the full, to the excess until it overflows. Glory to God. So I need you to receive that. Hallelujah. Glory. You know, people are looking for answers. They're looking for hope. They're looking for a solution. And it's about time that we as members of the body of Christ not only have the answer, but they ans that answer manifests upon us. We should look like life. You say you have life. We should look like life. We should look like peace. We should look like hope. Everything that Christ is, remember, because we are the body of Christ. You know, and you know, it's, it's, it's off when we say we have Jesus, we have life, but we look like death. Can somebody say amen? When we look like hopelessness personified, can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. It looks like I've seen some people that say that they're Christians, but it look like they've been sucking on lemons all day long. You know, come on, let's look like life. No, we don't always have to go around grinning all the time. Glory. But there should be some light and life in you. And people are drawn to life and to light. Hallelujah. They are drawn to passion. Glory to God. So that is my prayer for you tonight. Hallelujah. That is my prayer for you tonight, that you will go into peace, that you will go into all that peace is. In our definitions here, that you will go into rest, that you would go into harmony, that you would go into prosperity, that you would prosper, that you would thrive, that you would increase in every area of your life. Hallelujah. Woo! And we're just getting started. Oh, boy. All right, so let's go ahead and go on even further. This is so thrilling. So he says to her, let's look back again at, um, let's go back at Mark, Mark 5, 34. Are we going to have to go into a part number four? I don't know. We're still trying to get to Jairus's house. Well, we're just going to walk it through and just have a good time. All right. How about that? All right. So let's go into again, Mark five, verse 34. And it reads, and he said unto her, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. We need to look at the word whole here. Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. So he uses the word whole twice. The word whole is the Greek word sozo, sozo. Now this is also very powerful because we will see this same whole, whole word. Jesus is gonna use it again as he talks to Jairus concerning his daughter. So we're gonna go ahead and give you the definition of the word whole here. And again, it is the word sozo in the Greek. Now, sozo means, it means to save, keep safe and sound. It means to rescue from danger and destruction, to rescue from danger and destruction. Now it also means uh, to make well, heal, restore to health, make well, heal, restore to health. So 
when he says, thy faith hath made thee whole, he's, he's really saying, thy faith hath made thee sozo. Thy faith has made thee sozo. Thy faith has rescued you from danger. Thy faith has rescued you from destruction, which is exactly what the Lord also does in salvation. He rescued us from the fires of hell. He rescued us from the judgment of God. We are saved. So sozo means, again, let's keep this definition here. It also means to make, make well, uh, to heal, restore to health. All right. So he says, your faith has restored you to health. Your faith has rescued you from danger and destruction. Go in peace and be whole of your plague. Hallelujah. Be rescued. All right, so that's great there. That's wonderful. But we're going to read on a little bit further and see how this relates to Jairus' daughter. I hope you're still excited about this. I am. This is so wonderful. All right, so let's finally move on to verse number 49. All right, so here we go. We are officially, ding, 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 getting into part number three of the message Hope in desperate times. So we made that crossover. All right. Verse 49 says, while he yet spake, while he yet spake, there cometh one uh, from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying unto him, thy daughter is dead. Trouble not the master. Now, let's go back to the book of Mark. Remember, we're going to sprinkle in a little bit of Mark, sprinkle in a little bit of um. Uh, I think Matthew, when it applies, to get a full round picture of what's going on here. All right. Just like we did in part one and part two, we're doing it in part number three. So here we, go, here we go. Mark 5, verse 35 says, while he yet spake, there came, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain, which said, thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? Now, this is so powerful. This is like an explosion that is happening. I mean, boom. This is an explosion. I can't wait to show this. Oh, excuse me. I can't wait to show you what this says. This is, oh, are you praying with me? All right, so let's get into it, all right? So first of all, notice what Luke says in verse 49. He says, there cometh one, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house. All right. The place where Jairus has just left. What happened? He left his daughter at the point of death uh, with his wife and with the mourners we know that are there. So the scene there of the house is bad. Remember, Jairus had to hightail it. He had to get out of the house trying to find Jesus. He found Jesus, and time is of the essence. Time is of the essence. He's got to get Jesus back to his house because his daughter is at the point of death. So it's a hurry, 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 hurry. Let's get here. There was an interruption uh, by the woman with the issue of blood, but surely Jairus saw that miracle, and he is reaffirmed in his faith. His faith meter goes up because she got her healing after 12 years because she confessed the whole thing. After 12 years, she's been sick, and she is healed 
by only touching his clothes. So surely Jairus is saying, whoa, hey, you really, you really do have power, Jesus. This is awesome. Yes, come on. So, but times of the essence. Yeah, this was a delay, you know, but I'm sure he's thinking, okay, okay, this is a good thing. But my daughter, we got to hurry and get back there because she's at the point of death. She's dying. She's about to die, all right? And so after that episode, the woman gets healed. Now we're all back on the track. Jesus, the disciples, the multitude, and of course, Jairus, they're going. And then there's a message that comes from Jairus's house. Somebody has been there. And they've come. And now they're greeting Jairus with news. The Bible says, and uh, Luke, there cometh one. Now, once, uh, once you see this, in Mark, the fifth chapter, it says certain from his house, more than one. All right. So there may have been, of course, there was one spokesperson that Luke is talking about. But there are others that have come. Mark gives us more information that there are others. So there may have been two or three. I don't know. But they've come out with this main spokesperson, and that's the, the, the light is shining on this main spokesperson because there may have been, I'm sure there was more than, more than one because of Mark. There may have been, like I said, two, three, or four, I don't know, but only one is talking, all right? So the light is shining on that one, and that one is what Luke captures in his gospel. All right, so I'm saying that because there are others that are coming with agreement, saying that, yeah, this is true. The Bible says that every word be established in the mouths of two or three witnesses. So maybe this one is coming with another one and another one just to back him up saying, yeah, this is true. Well, what message are they bringing from J.R.'s house? This is big. Remember now, J.R.'s faith just got a whoop, just went up. But let's see what happens. It says, let's go back to Luke. Uh, there cometh one from the rule of the synagogue's house, saying unto him, thy daughter is dead. Trouble not the master. All right. Back over to Mark. It says, thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? Mark gives us more information here, so we're going to stay with the Mark account. They come and tell him, it's over. Your daughter is dead. There's nothing else that can be done. Now, their message has a triple meaning. It has a triple meaning, or we can say it has a triple impact. Triple impact. And I believe the enemy is using this, using this, because remember, Jairus has Jesus, and he's about to bring Jesus into his house, about to take Jesus back into his house of pain. Hope has been restored. He's got Jesus at arm's distance. I mean, he's almost maybe even holding Jesus' hand, leading him to the house. Jesus is right there. Hope has been restored, going to the house. Then certain come, possibly, you know, two or three persons establishing the word that his daughter is now dead. And there's three meanings here. Uh, three things that we can glean from this. Now, I want you to notice these three things, because as you are riding high in faith, the enemy is going to try to launch these three things at you. And you're going to have to overcome these things so that your faith can continue. Oh, mm. all right. Let's try to. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to get it. All right. Now, <clears throat> these three things, I want you to notice something here. 
Oh, yeah. Before I get to those three things, let's look at the word trouble. All right. Uh, let's look at the word trouble. The word trouble means it means to scan. If you look this up in the Greek and, and it's the, the Greek word uh, skulo, uh, skulo. Yeah, skulo. And skulo means it means to skin. It means to fillet, fillet. It means to vex. It means to annoy. All right. Skin, fillet. It means to vex. It means to annoy. Now we're going to plug these into the verse and see what we get here. All right. So first of all, first of all, he's told that his daughter is dead. Okay. And so that's already something bad, already something bad. He's hurrying back to avoid this from happening. Secondly, if that wasn't bad enough, they told him, why trouble the master? Why trouble the master? In other words, stop getting under Jesus's skin. Remember, trouble means uh, school, schoolo, schoolo means uh, to fillet, right, to skin. In other words, that person that came from his house is blasting Jairus. First, he blasts him with the news, quite point blank, may I say, your daughter is dead. And then he goes on, why trouble the master? Why fillet him? Why get under his skin? You know, why are you doing this? He says, why troubles thou the master any further? He says, remember uh, that school or that um, the word trouble also means to vex. Why are you vexing Jesus? Don't vex him any longer. In other words, you're not worth his time. Jairus, why vex? Why are you vexing Jesus? Why vex Jesus any further? You're not, you're not worth his time. Just come on back and let's go and cry together. Your daughter is dead. Why vex the master? Why get under his skin? Why continue to trouble Jesus? And I remember now, you can only trouble somebody really that, that doesn't love you. You can only trouble someone that has, doesn't have the same course of action as you do. Jesus is invested. He wants Jairus' daughter healed. That's why he's going there. All right? He wants it just like Jairus wants it. I'm sure Jesus wants it more than Jairus. He wants it. So Jesus is invested. But this man comes, this person comes from Jairus' house and says, point blank, your daughter is dead and you're troubling Jesus. You are not worth his time. Isn't that something? My God. Now notice something. Here's the second thing. So first of all, he is trying to, whoever this is, their words are, are demeaning, uh, trying to demean Jairus in Jesus's presence. He's trying to break him down, trying to break Jairus down mentally. You know, you're troubling Jesus. Leave him alone. And a lot of people think that when they go in prayer, Lord, it's a me again. I'm standing in the need of prayer. You know, it's me. Oh, oh, you know, I'm sorry for bothering you. I know you heard me say this before, but oh, Lord, I could sure use your help if you would just come on and uh, send me a little help by here. I would sure appreciate it. I don't mean to trouble you. What? 
You are a son of God. You are a child of God. You are daughter of the most high God. Your father is always happy to see you. You're not vexing him and you are not troubling to him. He loves you. My God, who was that for? Hallelujah. Don't ever be ashamed to go into your father's presence. You can come boldly. The scripture says, come boldly before the, before the uh, throne of grace that you may obtain a uh, favor and, and help, timely help. In the time of need, you can come boldly and you can go and sit up in your father's lap. He loves you. My God, hallelujah. So don't let the enemy break you down. Don't let him break your faith down. And, and yes, somebody already knows that we're going to have to go into a part four, four of this. Don't let the enemy break you down. Don't let him break your faith down. There's a news intended. First of all, it's over, J.R.S. Why trouble the master? Why are you vexing Jesus? Why are you getting under his skin? Don't do that. Don't waste his time. The second thing, the second thing uh, that this messenger uh, is saying here, they're simply telling him, leave Jesus alone because there is nothing that Jesus can do about the problem. Remember, they told him, why trouble the master any further? There in Mark, why troublest thou the master any further? That says she's dead. There's nothing that Jesus can do. The God of the impossible that you're believing in can't help you now. Uh, listen, they already gave the job to somebody else. Oh, my God. Who is the Lord talking to? Uh, they already gave the job to someone else. There's nothing that you can do. The position is already filled and you've been praying for that new job. You've been praying for that promotion. But it seems like there's someone already that's been hired and they're already sitting at that desk. And that person is telling you, stop applying, stop calling uh, because it's done away with. I'm telling you, my friend, hold on to your faith. Hallelujah. Jesus is the God of the impossible. And doesn't matter what they said, God has the final word. Glory to God in the highest. He has the final word. Hold on to your faith and believe. Woo, Jesus, this is powerful. So the first thing they try to do is try to demean him. Don't trouble Jesus any longer. Stop vexing him. Stop getting under his skin. You're not worth it. Secondly, they're telling him, Jesus can't do anything about this. Why, why, why trouble the master any further? She's dead. It's done. It's happened. The divorce paper has been signed. Why are you still praying? Why are you still going to church? Why, why, why? That's what they're trying to say. So they want to demean Jairus. They're demeaning him. Secondly, they're telling him that his God, that Christ, basically that Christ in this context, Christ does not have the power to reverse the death. That's what they're saying. Why trouble you the master any further? Your daughter is dead. Why go to the, go through the trouble? Jesus does not have the power to reverse the decision. That's what they're saying. Can you hear that? The third thing, finally, the third thing that's being saying here. Oh, my God. God, my God. Here's a third attack. They're telling him, you were too late or you were too slow. 
or you are not good enough or your best effort was not good enough. Maybe Jairus, if you've been a little bit faster when you came out of the house, or maybe if you had left a little sooner, maybe Jesus could have gotten there in time. So they're saying in essence, it's too late. You were too slow. You were too slow. Your efforts weren't good enough. Do you hear that attack? Do, 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 do you hear that attack? Maybe they're saying, you're not pretty enough. You're not smart enough. You don't have enough education. You don't have, you don't have the proper skill set for this. It's too late. It's too late. But Jesus, what did Jesus say? After Jairus, right here in his face, Jairus is being pelted. He is being bombarded. I mean, just bang, bang, bang. Now remember, Jairus is in the presence of the Lord. He's in the presence of the Lord. Present, I mean, how much more can you get? He's in the presence of Jesus Christ himself, son of God and son of man. Jesus is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the ending, the first and the last. He, I mean, he's the real deal. The son of God is right here, God in the flesh. He's in the presence of the Lord. Jairus is in the presence of the Lord. And while he's in the presence of the Lord, he's being pelted, he's being tormented. He's being tormented. But how does Jesus handle this situation? How is he going to handle this situation? Oh, I think we'll go with that. And then we're going to close out. Oh, my God. What is Jesus going to do, man? Because Jesus is here and he's hearing this. And the Lord knows the implications. And he knows what Jairus is thinking. How, what is Jesus going to say? Oh, don't. Oh, okay. What is Jesus going to say? All right, let's look at it. Verse 50. But when Jesus heard it, he's, he heard what the devil said, too. He heard the news, too. He heard the phone call. He read the text message. He saw the post on social media. Jesus says here, the Bible says, when, verse 50, but when Jesus heard it, he answered him. Oh, I feel like a little baby in this. You know, whatever. Oh, this is powerful. When Jesus heard it, he answered it. Listen, he said, he answered him, saying, talking to Jairus, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. That's the sozo word we talked about. Remember, sozo meaning uh, rescue from danger, rescue from destruction, to heal, uh, to restore to health. Hallelujah. Jesus says, says to him, fear not. He says, believe only and she shall be made whole. Now, let me get this to you. So in other words, Jesus answers the tauntings of the enemy by giving Jairus two commands and a promise. Two commands and a promise. Because the word fear not, believe only, were written uh, in the, were written in the uh, imperative state. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> were written in the imperative state or uh, in the imperative text, meaning that these words are commands. So Jesus is commanding Jairus, fear not, believe only, and your daughter's going to be healed. 
Your daughter's going to be rescued from destruction. So let's take a moment. Look at the word fear for a moment. Now, basically put the word fear means to put to flight by terrifying, to scare away. In other words, Jesus is saying, Jairus, don't let this scare you away. Mm, don't run away from the problem. Don't run away from the uh, from the job. Don't run away from the assignment. Don't run away from the relationship because that's what we do as human beings. When we get in a, a tough situation, we think it's not going to working work out. We run. We get out of there. Jesus is telling Jairus, hey, Jairus, I've heard it too, but I'm telling you, don't run away. Don't get scared. Don't run off, Jairus. Glory to God. Secondly, he's telling him, believe. The second command is believe. Believe only. And the word believe, uh, believe again is a command. He's commanding him. Don't fear. In other words, don't run off. Don't run away. Don't run away in terror, but believe. And the word believe there means to think, to be true, to be persuaded of. It means to credit or place confidence in. So basically we can say this. Jesus is saying, don't run away, but believe. In other words, Put your confidence in me. Trust in me. Believe in me. Oh, Jesus. Can you see what's happening here with Jairus? Again, he has been assaulted by these words in his faith level. I'm sure it has dropped, has dropped. But Jesus recovers the fumble. Oh, I love this. Jesus recovers the fumble. And he and Jairus about to run in for the touchdown. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, the devil put up a good attack, didn't he? Oh, these, these mean old blockers came down the, uh, came down the field and Jairus for a moment fumbled. But Jesus recovers the ball. And he has Jairus now under one arm and the ball under the other arm. And they're running down the field. The 50, the 40, the 30, the 20, the 10. Touchdown! And just a little while. Hallelujah! Jesus helped, helped Jairus recover his faith. Glory to God. How do we know he recovered his faith? Because he kept going with Jesus. He didn't tell Jesus. He didn't follow the instructions of the messenger. Stop troubling. If he had, he would say, well, Jesus, I guess it's too late now. You go on about your business. You can't do anything about this. No, he believes the word of Jesus. And they continue to travel together to Jairus's house. Oh, my God. So basically, Jesus is saying to him once again, he's saying, don't run away from this. Trust in the person of Jesus. Trust me, Jairus. And the Lord's telling you tonight, trust me. Put your faith and confidence in me. And this situation, you're going to see a miracle. To Jairus, he's telling her she's going to be well. She's going to be healed. To you, the Lord's saying, don't run off. Don't run away because you've done that before. But the Lord said, trust in me. Trust in my word. And I'm going to give you your miracle. It's going to work out better than you expected. Believe him. Trust in him. And my friends, it's official. We're going into a part number four uh, on next week. Going into a part number four. My God, 
We're going to get to Jairus' house. <laughs> I'm just enjoying this, man. I'm enjoying it, enjoying it, enjoying it. I'm enjoying seeing Jesus. All right, well, we've come to the end of a Bible study. Oh. And before we go, let me have a word of prayer with you. Hallelujah. You ready? All right, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I bring to you your beloved. Your beloved that's in the same summer, in the same desperate situation, just like Jairus was at this moment. And they're at a crossword, crossroads, a point in which they have to make a decision to hold their faith in you or to believe the enemy's report. Father, I pray that you would strengthen them and that, that you would increase them and that your grace would be so strong in their lives that they'll hold on to Jesus and they'll go on to receive their miracle. And I just declare that their faith is not in vain. So at this moment, Father, I ask for a special miracle and that they would continue to go into peace, go into rest, go into harmony, that they would go into prosperity in every area of their lives. Help them, Father, help us to be the example of Christ that this world so desperately needs. Help us to represent Christ to represent Christ or to represent Christ to the world. We love you, Father, and thank you for hearing our prayer tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Hallelujah. Boy, I enjoyed our time together. When we get together, I'm telling you some wonderful things happen. Ah, I'm tired, and I'm, I'm thankful that you were here with me tonight. Now, don't forget, if you have not subscribed, make sure you subscribe. And if you haven't already hit the like button, go ahead and hit the like button. That helps to encourage us. And don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can leave us a prayer request or a comment. I would love to hear from you. You don't have to leave your email address and all that unless you want us to contact you. And that's fine as well. We'll definitely do that. Uh, but we just would like to hear from you. I think that'd be, think it'd be wonderful, you know? All right, but, uh, and you can hit uh, the give button at the top right-hand corner of the screen to help us to keep the lights on, help us to keep the ministry going. We would definitely appreciate you. And we thank you for your giving. Well, until next time, uh, remember Jesus is Lord and he is the answer and he has the answer for you. Trust him with your life today, only he can make a way. We'll see you next week, and I look forward to it for part number four of Hope in Desperate Times. See you later now. We love you. Bye-bye.